0: Welcome to the Hill Pursuit Podcast, where we talk about training and life. Enjoy the show.
1: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Hill Pursuit Podcast. It's August 6th. It's our first August podcast. I'm Hayden. This is Mitch. Mitch, what's up, man?
0: Not too much. Uh, Doing good. Uh, how about you everything going well
1: yeah yeah things are good um it feels like uh 2021 just kind of started yesterday we're plugging along <laughs> and uh yeah some good uh good training sessions some lot, lots of things happening and uh yeah we'll touch on everything but i guess real quick just let me uh let me let me plug in here but um If you're listening, thanks for listening. Uh, This is uh, episode 36 of the Hill Pursuit podcast. You can catch all the other episodes on Spotify, Podbean, Google Podcasts. You can access those episodes through our website, hillpursuit.com, where you can also see our daily blog where we talk about training, fitness, life, and everything in between. And then, of course, reach out to us on social if you'd like. at Hill Pursuit Facebook and Instagram, send us an email, hillpursuit at gmail.com. We'd love to connect with you guys. So, um, if you're doing any of that, thank you and like subscribe, share all the things. And we would love to, you know, just continue to build the community. So, um, thanks to you guys for following along. We were just talking about before we even, um, before we logged on that, it looks like we're getting a little bit, um, we're getting a few more listens and plays on some of the episodes lately, which is really neat. So, um, thanks for following along. Keep keep listening, keep reading, and um, we'll keep putting stuff out there. Right? I mean, that's what we're we just we just kind of log in once a week, have a conversation, and and hope that it helps helps people. So, um, thanks for listening, and yeah. and we'll keep putting content out.
0: Yeah, we had a. We got a question too. Um,
1: oh yeah, we reached
0: out. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, and I know he's dropped a few questions on us before. And his question was just wondering, how do you guys prepare yourself for an event that you know that is coming up soon? So I kind of gave a kind of gave a broad answer here. You know, it's a open ended question. Good question, but open ended. You know, you kind of gotta zoom in, like what kind of event is it, and um, just to kind of reiterate what I told him obviously you can go on and check out the, the comments back and forth but you know I'd just say to him I'm just going to pretty much say what I told him is you know what what kind of event is it and uh, where are you right now in your fitness level or the goals are what you currently are doing now do they match what you should be doing for the for the event coming up or do you need to tweak some things and um, you know at the end of the day is like if it's two weeks out at that point it's just you're not doing too much more to get fitness. You just kind of stay where you're at and uh, not get injured and then just hopefully crush the event. But besides that, I told him to have a plan and um, get after it from that point forward.
1: Yeah. It's a cool question. Cool topic. It kind of uh, reminds me that we could have a conversation about maybe not today, um, but we could have a conversation about um, more general, periodization structure or more general like uh, structure of an annual plan and what that could look like. And, um, you know, we sit here and at the start of every show we like to share what we're doing with our own training as it relates to maybe some of the goals that we have and events that we have coming up. Um, And that's definitely relevant, but sometimes I guess if you're uh, if you're just kind of tuning in randomly it, it, it might be difficult to kind of piece together some of that conversation um which can definitely lead to a question like that so it's a good question um and, and i encourage
0: him if he wants to if he wants to know i encourage him to put in there like specifically yeah what he uh what he might be going for because you know, there's so many events that you know powerlifting meet is totally different than a than a marathon you know
1: yeah yeah, and that's the other thing we've we've probably touched on a lot of different <laughs> a lot of different types of events and training across the spectrum already just with our two personal differences that we that we um, I guess train within and train for but um, I guess in a general sense you know um, the farther out you are the 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 more um, the more general your training is going to be, the more the more you're trying to just kind of prepare your overall fitness. And then as you get closer to your quote unquote sports season, you're going to get a lot more specific with um, the type of training. And then kind of like you said, as you really start to get close, you know, a few weeks out, let's even call it within within eight weeks, you're probably going to um, within six to eight weeks, you're probably going to eliminate most other training that doesn't directly apply to whatever that event is. And then those last couple weeks, like you said, avoid injury, stay healthy, sleep, all that stuff. And, um, you know, that's just a general outline. Of course, it's going to, like you said, be dictated by the type of, um, competition or, or event, but, um, that's a good reminder for us actually maybe we can just have a discussion about what just a general annual plan might look like um i, I mean we just kind of hit on it a little bit what do you think
0: yeah absolutely i think that'd be an awesome thing to cover uh, i think it's beneficial and you know we could do some mock some mock programming for some different events and uh going take it from the-
1: yeah yeah i like that like we could just you know if you're listening and you want to anybody if you're if anyone's listening and wants to throw out a couple like uh fake events or competitions or anything that you're actually even doing that'd be cool that'd be fun for us and you know we can we can then um discuss side by side um what a general plan might look like for some of those events. So it could be completely different things. Like Mitch was saying, it could be a marathon versus a powerlifting meet um, versus your first 5K versus, um, you know, a 10 mile bike ride, um, any any and everything in between, um, or, you know, even some physique stuff Uh, We could, you know, any type of event, yeah, we'd be happy to um, spitball back and forth and just kind of discuss what a general outline would look like for, you know, say 16, 20 weeks, just to to give a a bigger idea of what a larger uh, plan could look like. Um, But anyway, yeah, thanks for the question. That's really cool. We love getting questions. We definitely we'll do our best and and Mitch nailed it kind of right away to to respond to those questions. Um, And then when we come back around to the podcast, we'll definitely address them in more detail. So please continue with the questions and any type of, you know, content areas that you want uh, that you want to hear a little bit more about. Um, Ask those questions on the podcast, email, wherever you'd like. Facebook, Instagram, doesn't matter. And we'll do our best to hit them. So, um, that reminds me actually, when I said, when I sat there and said 16, 20 weeks, whatever, um, I was looking at my own plan the other day and I think I'm on, I'm just going to pull it up. Actually. I think I'm on like, like week 26 or something ridiculous.
0: That's actually one of my questions I was going to ask you today. I had (laughs) to ask you about how many weeks out you are.
1: So I'm looking at, yeah, the first week that I started prepping for both of these races specifically was February 1. And it is week 27. Dang. So, um, no, that's a lot. And keep in mind a lot of that a lot of that initial part of the of my um training was building just regular base fitness to be able to sustain the tougher stuff that i'm doing now um so in february march i mean it was really just like get used to the volume and the type of intensity that's required and the structure of the plan and all that stuff, and I'm really starting to dial it in. Probably these last four to eight, four to six weeks. Um, but yeah, that that did occur to me when I said that. I was like, "Hmm, I wonder exactly how long I've been I've been at this." And it's funny because for me personally, I've I've been at it significantly longer than that. I was probably at it. I remember it was. September 19 is when I, that was my first, um, triathlon and I didn't really know how to train. I was just kind of flopping around the pool, running, running a little, (laughs) running a little bit and then just kind of biking when I had time. I didn't, I didn't pair the modalities together too often. Um, and after September, I ended up getting, you know, just really loving the competition and loving the training. So I got a little bit more serious and, um, started to do things the right way to prepare for a June 20 race that ended up, of course, getting canceled. So I was preparing, trying to think how long I was preparing for that, maybe three months, September probably January, I would guess. So a little bit more than three months, but January, January, February of 2020, I was preparing. So not quite as many weeks as I have been preparing now. But what I'm saying is it's probably, it's basically been rolled over from 2020. So I'm in like a, I'm in like a whole year, a year and a half block, which is ridiculous. Um, And I mean, that's everybody that's everybody. I mean, look at the Olympics. Everything got pushed back a whole year for them. And um, I mean, they're, they're experiencing the same kind of things. Like some of my sessions at this point, I'm going to be honest, some of my sessions I'm rolling my eyes, like, Oh my gosh, I'm just like, I'm ready to be done with 18 to 20 months of this type of structure. Like, I just need a month to, you know, do something different. Um, um, you know, I'll, I'll be honest. I do feel that sometimes, but it's, it's not going to stop me from doing it. I know I'm so close. I'm, uh, You know, I'll have a break here shortly and I can do whatever I need to with that break. But um,
0: and I don't think that's a bad thing either, man. Like if you're at that point in your programming where, where you're, just, you're getting the work in, you know, it's uh, that's not a horrible yeah. thing either, being this close you know, it's just, you know, it's just, uh, it's another day.
1: Yeah. Everybody preaches. Oh, you gotta, you know, we don't have to train. We get to train and that's the truth, but we're also human. And (laughs) I've been, you know, within my program, I've been doing it for, I mean, I, I don't even know how to quantify how long I've been at this because of the whole 2020 issue. But, um, It's been a long time and I do love the training. It's just when you're, when you're essentially just doing the same prepping for the same thing for such a long time and you know, what's good for you, you have to do it. Even if it's not the number one thing you want to do every day. Um, So that's where I've been at like the past probably week or so is look, I know this is good for me. Um, even if I don't, even if it's not like the number one thing I want to do today, I still have to get the, this type of session in. So that's what I'm doing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you, yeah, that's why you are. That's why you are where you are.
1: So. How do you, how do you feel about that? Do you have those same feelings? Like, like, do you feel that way? I know you went to uh, BJJ last night. You feel that way about that or is that still relatively new enough that you're like super jacked to do it all the time?
0: You know, it's, you know, to me, like BJJ training, it's like, you all, like fitness training, if you go into the gym and you squat, yeah, you can always learn something a little different when you squat, but relatively, if you've been doing it a long time, the squat's usually, it's a squat, you know, like I said, like, I'm not saying you're not constantly learning, like, your grooves and, and stuff like that, um, but to self, yes, BJJ is pretty new, but I feel like it's one of them things, you know, I wrestled a long time, too, but the art itself, you're always learning. You know, I don't think there's one role or there wasn't one wrestling match where something new did not happen. You know, and I, I think that's I think that's what keeps you coming back. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's days you go in and it's like, you know, it's you know, you know, you're you're about to put like five minutes on the clock and just go at it as many times as you can. It's like, oh man, it's gonna it's kind of gonna suck, but at the same time. That's what's going to make you learn, going to make you better. And, you know, you don't always feel like drilling, you know, going live is the best part, but being the technical aspect. And that's probably where I, I probably, what's a good word for it, probably did a disservice to myself back when I did wrestles. I was so honed in on the, um, on the physical aspect. I didn't stop and take time to really uh, slow down and learn some technical size of the sport, so I'm trying to do that in jiu-jitsu now. Like, I know I have the uh, – I'm not saying I can go roll ten five-minute rounds or five five-minute rounds or whatever, but I know I can get that conditioning back, and right now it's just going slow and learning learning some basics. Um, I know if I skip over, it's, it's not going to be uh, beneficial in the long run. So I think it's new right now, and uh, I think it's definitely a sport where, you know, I'll even – I don't even know. I can't speak for advanced people, but from this point, for like, I feel like another x amount of years, I'm I'm constantly going to be learning. So,
1: yeah, I mean, honestly, when when I hear you say that, I feel like there's so few people who aren't still learning. You know, Mm -hmm. like there. I mean, if you throw on a podcast and listen to an experienced weightlifter, or, you know, if it's a baseball player or whoever, they still pay attention to the game. Like Mm -hmm. they still, if it's a sport or if they're just exercising or fitness or whatever, they still pay attention to the details of the game, even at elite levels. So, um, I like that you said that you're still, there's still something to learn. Um, and I think when you're, when you catch yourself in a phase I have a cool little story about that. Let me write it down here. Mm -hmm. When you catch yourself in a phase of like completing a session, completing two sessions, maybe completing a week, and then just kind of saying to yourself, well, what the heck happened? I didn't learn anything. Mm -hmm. That's, that might be where burnout's coming in. You know, if you're not, if you're not dialed in enough to like really be focused on, what you're doing as part of your plan um, and what you're learning from it, then you're probably, you're probably zoning out enough that you're not, you know, that, that mental aspect of, of your training or your sport is not improving. And it might actually be worsening.
0: Yeah. what do you think? I think it's a choice too, because man, like there are some days, like I'm at jujitsu and like, I go with one of my buddies and like, sometimes I find myself like we'll be drilling and I'm like, you know kind of start like goofing off a little bit having a little fun but you know that's your hour to to learn and it's like snap back in and actually do the drill you know technical you know and i think it's a mental cognitive choice and you know i go back to i know you had a story too but yesterday i was squatting right and i want to deload week this week and i had a i had a light load on and you know at the end of the day i know my squat sequence you know get under the bar grip bar get real tight you know keep my tightness all the way down explode through the bar on the way up you know that general stuff is the same but there's little things i'm always paying attention to like yesterday i was messing with some bracing techniques that maybe like learning how to embrace like my entire core And um, i was just messing around and you know i think when you stop doing that i think that's when it, it's not as fun either because i think some of the challenge, like oh how can i constantly get you know just a little bit better and that's i think this part that keeps you a little bit hungry too
1: yeah. I mean, I think that's really important too, because it, like you said, it keeps you wrapped in um, mentally as well. And you're really like, you know, call it in the zone if you want, but you're just, you're in tune with what, what you're doing and, and why you're doing it. And I do think though, that there's, there's, there are times where um, I'd probably say 99% of the time that might be a little high. But 99% of the time I think you're right that it is a choice to stay like mentally in mm-hmm. and focused. But then I would also say that I'd say very, very, very few people train to the point of this, but you can experience a um a physiological burnout too, where mm-hmm. um, you know, neurologically you're not you're not sending the right signals to muscles and things aren't firing the way they should and Um, You know, it it absolutely can happen. Now, I say 99% of people probably don't experience that because people likely don't train hard enough for, you know, people like to think that they train hard and we, we both train hard, we train really hard, we train a lot, and we still don't experience it, you know, people
0: that are probably putting us in the dirt. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And they probably, and they probably don't experience it either. Mm -hmm. That's why I say such a small percentage, like it's, it's possible to, you know, physiologically need to take a break, Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's just not super um, it's not super uh, frequent that that happens, but the small story I was going to, I was going to share real quick. It was um, just about um, learning something every day. That's what it was about. Um, literally just saw a tiny little clip online of um, some golfers sharing things or answering questions from fans or something silly. And it was uh, Brooks Kepka, who's a young guy in his, uh, I think he's in his low 30s, um, somewhere around there, somewhere close to us, I think. But um, anyway, highly competitive golfer on the PGA Tour. And one of the questions was, what type of music do you like to listen to when you're practicing? And I think for the most part, like the young, the young crew of golfers, like they, they listen to music when they play, you know, they're, they're kind of different. They're not as, they're not as traditional as, you know, maybe some, some, not, not necessarily old timers, but golf is kind of changing. It's weird. Like it's, it's a gentleman's games, what they call it. And it's, it's almost like attracted a younger crew that doesn't necessarily take all of those um, more etiquette. Yeah. Yeah. Etiquette. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, which, it, which is fine. It's great for the sport. Lots of people are playing it. So I expected him to say something silly, like, Oh, I like to listen to this, 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 whatever. And what he said was, I never listen to music when I practice because I need to hear the sound of the club hitting the ball. So, I mean, it, it just, it just showed me that, you know, that's, that's a little bit more traditional in a sense, like what kind of contact is he making with the ball, even when he's practicing, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and these, that's their job. So he's practicing eight, 10 hours a day. You know, he's, he's not just out there having a, a grand old time, every single shot he's listening to, to how he's making contact so he can learn just like, um, just like we were talking about in the weight room, you know, trying to learn something every day. So I thought that was really cool, but um, geez, just like that, we're like 20 some minutes in, but I want to know what's going on with your training. Um, just cause I have a cool story of my own, but let's talk about that. And that's kind of how we'll, we'll wrap up today, but what, how's your training been going? Everything going good?
0: Good. So, um, as everyone knows, my hunt was pushed back, but I still have a pretty big event at the end of September. Um, so I've been really ramping up my my running, and I tested my two mile. We talked the other day. Um, I tested that would be two days ago now. I right, you know it's not where I want it to be. I think I can get it down a little bit, but this is after about six weeks of. Um, programming so I, f- I feel like it's a pretty general it's a pretty decent um, improvement from definitely how I felt from when I started and I clocked in at a 1453 um, you know my first mile I think I had like a I was moving I think I had like a 650 pace on the first mile and then um, my second one I, I slowed down about mile and a quarter I felt fantastic and then about Um, right after that is when I started bogging down a little bit and then, you know, the last laps, the last lap, you know, put everything into it. It was that, uh, those mid probably right after the, like I said, the mile and a quarter, you know, so it felt decent. Um, I think it's just getting that, keep building that aerobic capacity. You know, my legs felt pretty good. Um, it's just being able to keep that wind a little bit longer. Um, so well, we talked about some some adjustments in the uh, in some of my interval work the other day, so I'm hoping that kind of builds it as well. Um, so I'm on a deload week this week. I rolled jujitsu last night. You know, I hate constantly talking about injury, but you know, I had to laugh last night. I was I remember you hurting your back playing with your girls, and um, that's not funny. But I mean, guess what I did? It's kind of I was showing someone something just like a simple sprawl. I must have sprawled a little too hard and uh <laughs> I uh I tweaked my uh I mean I never did it. That's why I'm thinking I'm like it's not it's not, you know, I've been sore all week. Like we always talk about the difference between injured and sore. Um and I felt it right away. I was like my external oblique just like seized up. And I never did that. Like I I have I had back issues like forever, just you know, tightening up. But you know, it's it is it's I would say it's not as bad as a low back. Um, spasm because I can still sit up back it's probably just when I go to bend to the to the right side it tenses up pretty good so luckily I'm on a deload week so I'm supposed to be resting anyway um so I'm just going to kind of take it easy chill get that back so when I'm back into week one of my next cycle I'm uh, I'm pretty geared to go so I think I will be
1: nice so I was gonna oh, ask I had, um two questions that just came up from when just from listening to you but how are the um? What did we say? Five hundreds or six hundreds? How how are those intervals going? Did you, <laughs> you throw those s- in yet? Or are you going to do them on the next block?
0: Next block, yeah. I finished out. I think we talked. When I was like on week three, so I finished okay. out that whole uh, that whole week like it should have been programmed originally. You know, sometimes I get training ADHD where you're trying to balance. But at the end, I've learned, man. It's like, I mean, you too. It's like if you're constantly changing, constantly changing within the program. I'm not saying minor tweaks. It's like, how do you know what even worked and what didn't? You know, so oh, I, right, kept right, that, right. I kept that the same. We're definitely going to put it in for the next one. So I'm looking forward to it because I'm with you right now. Those those three 800s are getting a little bit old. So we'll gotcha. uh, we'll make minor adjustments.
1: And then um. So I'm if you're listening <laughs> Mitch ran 2 miles at like what a 725 what you say 1453 yeah 726 pace pretty quick mm. and I say pretty quick because you said it was after only about 6 weeks of reintegrating some aerobic type of capacity intervals right so
0: yeah
1: um my question then becomes and I think this is a cool topic in general but for you specifically do you think it's easier to reintegrate aerobic training and make that type of improvement that fast or anaerobic training or lifting and after only six weeks kind of because I know you know you you say that and I know you're happy with it and I know it's fast and of course I know you want to be want it to be a little faster but that's, that's moving pretty good for two miles. like, are you, are you surprised that you were able to move that fast after only six weeks of reintegrating? Do you think that lifting would be the same? Like, let's say you, you haven't squatted in forever and then boom, all of a sudden after six to eight weeks, you're close to where you want to be anyway. Like, do you think it's that it's like that with lifting also? And like, what, what do you think?
0: That's a that's a cool question. That's a fun one. Um, I think it's uh, a lot of it's what you did years prior, and you know I think I have a I have a decent. I never like I talk. I've never neglected my conditioning. You know, I've always been pushing sleds, been sprinting. You know that's a lot of anaerobic work, but you know I still have. I still have some conditioning, and when I talked about it in the blog, is I've always had. I've always been decent at running. Um, I'm not, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm nothing to write home about, but I could always get back in the groove somewhat decent for, for what's good for me. Um, so I wasn't so much surprised, you know, I want to, I was hoping I'd be faster. I, if anything, I was probably a little disappointed, to be honest with you, um, just for personal um, preference. Um I think to answer the question, I think it's a little bit harder to get back into. If you've been on an aerobic, if you've been running a long time, I think it's harder to get back into lifting. That'd be my first inkling. I mean, it depends how far in the rabbit hole you've gone before. Like if you have been all out powerlifting, no conditioning, you know, getting back into running is going to absolutely suck, Yeah. you know, and, um, and the other side, if you've been doing ultra marathons, marathons, and you haven't been touching too much weight, you know, you can't expect to get under the bar and be under 500 pounds within four weeks right you know right. There's, there's a lot that goes into that so yeah that's that's really open in it i think it's 50 yeah. 50 i really do
1: i like that i like that topic though and it just like just randomly occurred to me because i mean that's that's moving pretty good for after only six weeks of throwing that stuff that kind of stuff back in and um i just i'm you know, I just think that's a cool topic and I'll say, um, for me now, it's, I don't even know what this answer would be for you, but for me, it would be harder to reintegrate anaerobic exercise because I'm, I'm probably pretty darn close to down the rabbit hole that you just described in terms of how often I have aerobically been training. And now that I'm getting closer, how infrequently I'm lifting, but, um, so I know for me that once I, you know, once I finish this block and the race is done, my numbers aren't going to come back up to where they were. I get that because like I said, it's been, I actually looked back while we were talking, it was April, 2020 is when I, um, I kind of really dialed in my training. So April, so, you know, what is that? 16 months, I guess I've kind of been on this, this training, um, it'll be 16, 17 months. And, you know, since I've really started dialing in the training and before April, 2020, I was doing it on my own. Like I said, flopping around the pool, (laughs) which dude is probably not too far off. (laughs) Um, uh, it's funny because I, some, some days I get into the pool and you know, I'll be working out or I'll finish the workout and I'll just be like, man, I remember when I couldn't do anything Mm -hmm. in the water. And I would say, I I would say like swimming and cycling, like you said, I I think those two disciplines literally take years Mm -hmm. to, to like really get good at like I've, I've obviously made a lot of improvement in the water and it's because I had to essentially teach myself how to swim as an adult, but, um, so that improvement is obviously going to be there, but I, I mean, some people, I see people in the pool and obviously in races that just fly, fly in the water. And, um, you know, to, to one of your other points, I was going to say, um, I forget why I forget why I just wrote this down but um, hmm, I wrote down that in triathlon training I know swimmers who barely swim oh I remember what you said um, because you've you rely on what you've been doing for years in the past mm-hmm. for some of your like h- how you still perform and how you reintegrate things I listened to um, podcasts and see other blogs and stuff from swimmers like collegiate swimmers and high school people who swam like like you said for years of their life and they barely swim when they're training for triathlon and that's Mm -hmm. just like that, that blows my mind because I'm just not that person, you know, I never swam. So I have to, I have to swim three times a week. I have to swim for 10,000 meters or else, you know, I'm not, I'm doing a disservice to myself. So, um, yeah, that's just, it's crazy when I see things like that and like, that was, that was the example. I, that's the only example I can think of. Like, I don't, I don't see cyclists who don't cycle or runners who don't run because, those two disciplines are. Look, they're all important, and it's kind of hard to really debate which is more important, I guess. But those two disciplines are significantly longer. Obviously, um, I would I would personally place more emphasis on the bike um, of all three, just because the bike is going to really dictate how your entire day goes. Because you still have four or five hours. on a good day after the bike. So I'd say the bike is more important for that reason, but you know, that's a debate for a different day. But, um, Mm. so you don't really see people neglect those two disciplines, but you, for, for whatever reason, some people neglect swimming either a, because it's the shortest leg of a triathlon or B because it's more likely that they have a background in it to get into it than being a cyclist, a youth cyclist, you know? So, um, it's just, it's just kind of funny that sometimes previous swimmers just don't swim in or frequently in their triathlon training and go out and they still rip, you know, right past me. But again, that's, that's a years of experience kind of thing. And, um, I think that was a good example, but anyway, um, we're pretty much up against it. The only thing I was going to say is I've had some pretty cool sessions. And um, I think this week actually wraps up my, my build and then I'll have a down week next week because I'm traveling next weekend. So it works out to have a down week and it it was planned to be a down week. Anyway, we just had to move a few things around. So um, like, Just yesterday, I don't know if you saw the blog I put up just yesterday, I had a five hour bike ride Mm -hmm. and I didn't have any choice but to do it like super early. So I did it on like minimal sleep and um, got a little bit of sleep deprivation training and, you know, long bike ride, nutrition practice, all of that good stuff. And the nutrition is going really, really well. Off the top of my head, these numbers sound crazy, but they were pretty accurate and they were good for me. Off the top of my head, I had 2,600 calories on the bike, 550 grams of carb and about 150 ounces of fluid. And um, the sodium and electrolytes I'm not as in tune with those exact numbers because I remember looking at them and seeing that it was sufficient. And I was really just trying to nail my carbohydrate um, consumption down, which I wanted to be about hundred per hour. And it turned out to be about 110. That's a lot, <laughs> it's a lot of ingestion. I'm using goo gels, I'm using, it's pretty sweet. This tiny little oat bite but it's packed with carbs and calories. So um, it like my wife got them from like some big box store like Costco or something and didn't even know that it would be like helpful for me on the bike. And I saw them and I was like, wow, those things are tiny and they have, yeah, go buy more. (laughs) like those things are tiny and they have a ton of carb and they're, 150 calories each like it was, it was sweet so yeah I, I grabbed those and um the only thing that i need to alter with my long ride that i imagine i'll have one more maybe two more long rides after next week probably just oh man i don't know it's getting pretty close but um i want to take salt tabs every hour um I just, I hadn't planned that because I think it's going to be hard to carry them and take them easily on the bike, but, um, I think it'll be worth it just to avoid losing any more, any extra water. So I'm not, not a hundred percent sure how I'm going to do that, but I'm going to try to take a couple tabs every hour on the bike because I mean, I'm going to be biking for over six hours. So. Um, that's six different time points of taking salt tabs that will make a difference, hopefully. So anyway, I just wanted to share that I had the biggest ride of I've ever had before. I was, forced, I was forced to do it indoors because, um, not because of my back this time, but because of my availability, um, my wife was working and I did not have the availability to ride outside in the middle of the day. So, I mean, five hours is one thing, but five hours on a trainer is a completely different thing. And it was hard. It was really hard, but I needed to do it for the nutrition practice. And, um, I even wrote in the blog, like I have aspirations of doing like some really, really long races one day. So the sleep deprivation stuff doesn't really bother me as long as I'm not doing it all the time. You know, um, you know, I'm not going to start training at 11 PM through the night. Um, you know, every single weekend, but from time to time, if it works out for my schedule, I'll do it just, just kind of for fun because I like that stuff anyway. And one day I hope to be able to do a, maybe a 24 hour race or something, you know? So, um, which by the way I saw somebody's training for like a 100 mile run um not a friend but an acquaintance back from IUP when I was in school at IUP is um he has a huge supplement company now BPN and he's just destroying the game but very very popular supplement company but anyway training for a 100 mile run and um He just did a a 50-mile run in the middle of the night the other night, and I thought that was really cool and stuff that I'm definitely into as well. So I think it's cool to do that from time to time. You can't train like that for forever because you're going to mess with your circadian rhythm, but you got to do it from time to time if you're going to do a 100-mile race or if you're going to do stuff that lasts an entire day. You have to to prep for it.
0: I don't think I have a circadian rhythm anymore.
1: Well – yeah, I know. It's, it's tough, but, um, that comes, comes with the territory
0: hundred percent.
1: So anyway, what else you got? Anything we'll wrap up otherwise.
0: No, that was cool. And I think we definitely brought up some good points for some, uh, for some future episodes yeah. that we can chat about too, but the all is good. Everyone have a good day and you do you have a good day too, man.
1: Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for the question. Um, keep the questions coming. It got us down a nice little uh conversation today, so um, keep checking us out. Um, go to the website first, that's where you can find everything hillpursuit.com. You'll find the, the links to the blogs, the daily blogs, and you'll also see um, uh, access to all previous podcast episodes which stream on Spotify, Podbean, and Google Podcasts, and of course, check us out on social facebook and instagram at hill pursuit and we will see you next time this was episode 36 you'll see episode 37 hopefully midweek next week thanks for listening